Okay, so I'm here with Rachel V, or Rachel Vikito today, uh, for Boulder People. Uh, Rachel is a Connecticut native who studied computer science at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute before moving to New York City. She was unhappy working at an investment bank and sent her resume around to several of her favorite websites before meetup.com hired her. Uh, since then, she's done a bunch of different things, including a four-year stint at Etsy as a senior software developer, and she recently accepted an offer to work at GNEP here in Boulder. So that's one of the things that we'll get a chance to talk to her about today. Thank you for coming out, Rachel. No problem. Um, how's it going over at GNIP? It's going good. It's still only week three, so I'm still, uh, I'm still learning a lot and still uh, just figuring out how they work there and what I'm going to be working on and how all the pieces fit together. But the people are super smart, and it's definitely, uh, it's definitely new technologies and not the kind of stuff I'm used to working on at Etsy and just an all-around change. How is so it? Are you doing any of the fancy threading and graph stuff that you were getting ready for in your <laughs> no. interviews over there? No, and they didn't even ask me about any of that stuff in the interviews either, actually. Um, but no, not yet. I'm kind of still just uh, working on some internal APIs right now for some new products that they're going to be building. And uh, really just getting a feel for how everything works, doing a lot of pairing, working with people. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, so I tried to do my research. <laughs> I, I read some articles about you online. Uh, it was really cool. It's impressive. I don't have any articles about me in the New York Times, so well. congrats. But um, uh, one of them mentioned your ski trip out to Utah a few years back and how that kind of brought you out west. You, I think you said that kind of helped you move your priorities around a little bit? Yeah. Um, I, I moved out to Boulder about three years ago, and I thought about moving out west in general for years before that. Um, at least probably two or three years before that. And one of the first things I did to really try to see if it was something I really wanted to do or not um, was spend two months in Utah in 2009. I pretty much just um, found a woman on Craigslist who had a room that she wanted to sublet for a little while and uh, rented a car long-term. I lived in the city at the time. I didn't have a car. Drove out to Utah um, and skied six days a week for two months. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was one of the best ideas I've ever had. <laughs> But uh, Salt Lake is kind of a weird city. Utah is kind of a weird. There's, I guess, Salt, Salt Lake is a cool city, but Utah is kind of a weird vibe. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's you know, it's a lot more of a conservative state, especially compared to New York City, which is where I was coming from. Actually, um, half the fan base for my podcast is based in Utah, so <laughs> this is really awkward. I would. <laughs> Utah has like Salt Lake is the best city with the best skiing access in the country for sure. But uh, you know, I don't want to have to like rely on a car to get around either, which definitely is a thing in Salt Lake. And they don't have as many tech jobs as Boulder does. Um, but that was a fantastic two months. I mean, I worked remotely for a startup at the time. Um, I would ski every morning and work in the afternoons, and it was fantastic. And then Boulder, you just said, oh, well, hmm, there are more tech jobs there, and I'm going to go there? Or Yeah, I was kind of looking for somewhere that was, one, in a state that's a little more progressive than Utah, two, in a city where I didn't have to use a car to get around all the time, and uh, in a city that had you know more of a tech scene. And when Boulder first came to my attention, one was, um, was when Techstars first really started to blow up, which is awesome PR for someone who wants to get a startup job. Um, so I spent two weeks out here working, I was working for, for Etsy at the time, so I worked remote for two weeks out here, skied on the weekends, did a few did a few mornings at Eldora, went to like Boulder Open Coffee Club and a bunch of meetups and stuff, and just decided to pull the trigger. Yeah, not going back. <laughs> well, it's, I, I, I went back to New York, it took me probably a year to move out here for good, but uh, that trip kind of sealed the deal. 
Awesome. And you, uh, you have a project called Slope Squad, which some people out there might be familiar with. Um, <laughs> and you've got a new project, uh, Beeline RTD. It's a, an app that I've had on my phone for the last couple of months. And uh, you bought it from the fellow who, was, who had created it. And now you're, yeah. you're in charge of that. Yeah, this happened very recently. Um, Zach Shapiro, who's now working on a project called Luna in San Francisco, built this app few years ago, maybe 2011-ish. Um, and you know, he just, he doesn't have time to keep it up anymore and was looking for someone to take it over. So when I saw him mention that on Twitter, I reached out to him and made it happen. Yeah. I'm really psyched about it. So next time you're waiting for the bus, <laughs> I'm, I'm plugging Beeline RTD right here. But it really is a cool app and there isn't a whole lot of other options out there. So might be worth checking out. There's a lot of work I want to do on it. Judge me in about three months, three or four months. Deal. <laughs> uh, so we met during Boulder Startup Week 2012. I don't think you remember meeting me, even though I remember meeting you. <laughs> you meet so many people. I know. It's a crazy week. Uh, <laughs> you were saying how much cheaper and better it was here, except for the pizza, because we both true. missed the New York pizza. I do. <laughs> um, I told you, I was hoping to talk to you today about um, some of the stuff that I read about you in those articles and some of your challenges coming through the industry as a woman. Um, your your story about orientation uh, is incredible. <laughs> Where there's 300 men and two women, and you're just wondering what you got yourself into, right? Something like that, yeah. Um, when I was a computer science major at RPI, I think my class had something like 300 people total, and three or four of us were women. Um, during freshman orientation, we were broken up into three or four groups, so it was maybe you know 100 guys and maybe one or two women in the session that I went to. But uh, I walked into the lecture hall where all the comp side people were, and it was just a lecture hall <laughs> filled entirely with men. I didn't really realize what I was getting myself into in terms of the ratio in tech. Uh, I mean, obviously, I knew I was going to an engineering school. And I think at the time I went there, RPI was something like 70 or, or, or a little more male. But... Um, yeah, I didn't really, uh, I didn't have an experience with that kind of thing. I didn't really know concretely what that was going to translate to. Yeah, well, that's life. hard for me to even imagine uh, going through something like that. But, uh, but you have done it. And, you know, um, I was talking with our friend Kara Jo about what it's like. You know, you guys both work with Girl Develop It here in Boulder. And uh, neither of us really know why that's <laughs> the state of the, the industry. I mean, we, I think we all know that men and women are equally, at least equally, well-equipped to study computer science or work as a software engineer and um, there ends up being this this weird imbalance but um, but uh, and I know you don't want to talk about solutions to that problem too much <laughs> but the work that you're doing with Girl Develop It is, is a good start right? Well it's just that I'm not sure what the solutions are. <laughs> yeah I don't know either. I mean I think at this point a big part of the problem is like a chicken and egg problem where you know women who want to go into tech know that there are no women in tech and that makes it more intimidating and it right. makes it less likely that you'll take the plunge um, but there are so many things about it that are so good, especially if you want to have a family, um, just because the schedule can be really flexible. You can work from home. Um, you can it, it really lends itself to like doing consulting and freelance part-time if you want to. Um, and no one ever sells those aspects of it when they're talking about getting women into tech, just like how great it is for work-life balance if that's something that you want. Um, but you know, it's also just, it's a great field, you know, it's, it's challenging and you can build things that people actually use right away. You know, you can just launch things and put them online or have an app or whatever. 
Yeah, I bet you... Um, which is super satisfying. Isn't it nice that girl develop it, having somebody do that for the first time? I know what it was like my first time, um, just building a basic website and kind of... You see that a lot now, right? Yeah, yeah, that totally is really nice. And that's one of the reasons I got involved with um, GDI in the first place. But also just because, you know, it can be intimidating if you want to learn this stuff and you are signing up for a meetup and it's, you know, 30 guys and you're the only woman that shows up. So it's just nice to have an organization that is, you know, and we welcome men in our classes too, but it's nice to know that you'll show up and you're not going to be the only chick in a room full of guys because that is really intimidating. My favorite thing about GDI though is that they are open to men and uh, that's awesome. So if there are any guys out there who aren't sure about showing up at a Girl Development event, you're more than welcome to go. Um, I've I've been at a few and, and uh, so that's a, that's a misconception I think if... if that's what you're thinking out there, but, um, <laughs> and it's really just a good vibe, you know, like they're lighthearted and fun, but you still learn stuff. They're not super serious. You don't feel like anyone is judging how fast you pick up skills or it's just, it's just a, it's just a cool atmosphere. Yep. And the people there, I know Kate and Kojo are both, uh, awesome. Um, I am curious though. We talked a little bit, uh, offline about your other, uh, people that you look up to around Boulder or people that have influenced you. Um, one of the people that you mentioned was one of your coworkers at GNIP, Shannon McCoy. Yeah. Um, so for people who don't know, Shannon graduated a few years ago now, maybe two years ago with a degree in something that wasn't tech. I'm not even sure what. I think she's in Spanish or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, in the six or eight months after that, she just taught herself what she needed to know to, uh, well, first she was interning at Scrib for a little while. I remember seeing her uh, making copies of, of, of stuff <laughs> at Scrib, and she was working on some bootstrap project for somebody. But she yeah, was she still also in like she like got some consulting work from Brian Long or something. Um, just doing a few little projects around town and managed to get herself hired by Gannett probably over a year ago now, and is just is killing it there, which is fantastic, right? I mean, and that's one of the other things about tech that is so awesome is you don't need degree in it you don't really need any formal training like it's not as hard to learn as people think really if you just you know if 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 you want to learn the things you have to learn you can totally not having a degree is not really going to hold you back you also mentioned some other people you mentioned john woodard who's a friend uh of ours and he's he's just an all-around awesome person and i was surprised that you mentioned kent riggs of all the people in Boulder, he's, a, he's an awesome person, man. He's a funny guy. But he's, he's just everywhere. He's got so much stuff going on, you know? Yeah. Like, I like people that are just out doing interesting things. Yep. You know? And, like, not not letting preconceptions about what they should or shouldn't be doing determine what they're actually doing. Like, they see things that are interesting, they see an opportunity, and they just do it. Have you... This is a, sort of unscripted, but uh, the whole thing is unscripted. There's just notes. <laughs> it's just... Uh, is there anything... You've been here longer than I've been here, right? I am about to have my three-year Boulder anniversary. Yep. Have you seen any changes, or is there anything that you're really excited about lately that we haven't touched on, or is it uh, just huh. the same old scene? I know Techstars has changed quite a bit. It's gone global, and it's not really all yeah. just about Boulder anymore. I mean, the thing I'm excited about is that I just finally feel like I'm really, like, I know enough people here that I just feel really comfortable. Like, I can show up at an event, and there's people there that I know. Um, I, you know, I feel like I've just kind of met enough people in the startup scene here to be a part of it, which is nice. Because they're, you know, they're great people. It's a great startup scene. It's a great community. It is. Yeah, it's absolutely a great community. So it's nice not to feel like a total newbie anymore. I still feel like a little bit of a newbie, but, <laughs> um, but anyway, I appreciate you taking the time, Rachel. Uh, and 
Yep, uh, we'll have to follow up with some of the people that she mentioned here today, um, but it was a good talk, so thank you very much. Thank you.